Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. Um, a quick note about this episode, um, because of a cut that I had to make, I am leaving the uh, Patreon exclusive portion of this episode in for the standard release so everybody, uh, can hear it. Um, I did something weird and cut off half a question and now I can't find um, where the cut was to fix it. So this episode is intact with all the all the special bonus features and whatnot. Um, so I I hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Don't Make This Weird, uh, the podcast. My guest this week is one of my favorite people on TikTok. She is one of my favorite people on the internet. Uh, she's just cool and like the, the level of internet, not personality, but the kind of internet person that I wanna be when I grow up. Uh, she has just launched a new podcast called Why I Left the Church that we will talk about later in the show. Friends, please join me in welcoming Duchess Prem to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you? I, I feel like I don't even know how to handle that glowing introduction. I have major imposter syndrome right now, but thank you. <laughs> I, I, I feel that. Um, every... Every time something I put out gets more than like a thousand views or listens, I'm like, but, but why, <laughs> but why are you here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so on this podcast, we do love a good origin story. So tell us about yourself. Well, so I can kind of go off of how I started on the interwebs, on the line, if you will. Um, got really started on TikTok last year when the whole world hit the fan. Really felt like I wanted to be a part of the conversation and through kind of using my voice uh, in a political sense, I also realized I've got a lot more to talk about, which is why I kind of trans transitioned into talking about religious trauma. Um, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in the megachurch world surrounded by televangelists. It was um, really fun. And by fun, I mean terrifying. So that just kind of grew. And I've been able to somehow stay just ever so slightly under the radar online, which is really nice, actually. But yeah, that's pretty much the origin story. Grew up super, super culty religious and left the church probably about five years ago. So it's been, it's been a real interesting ride. 
staying staying above below the radar excuse me on on tiktok is is a really fine line to walk um i i am also fortunate enough that like i've never experienced like the mass reportings like some some of our tiktok friends have experienced um you know i during during the election season i did did you get like the the dm death threats that a lot of us got oh absolutely i have never experienced bullying like i have online and i would say i got the most aggressive bullying when i was posting political content and i think it's just a reflection of how contentious things are in this country and quite frankly how they've always been but people have not had access to spread their hatred on such a wide platform until apps like TikTok, Getter, whatever, you know, Twitter, that all, all of it. Um, and even since I've transitioned more towards, you know, religious trauma content, there was, there's always going to be somebody that has something to say that makes you, you know, they think that they own you or they've got you. And it's just, it takes a lot for me to get upset these days. I think because I'm just a little bit dead inside from being online <laughs> for so long. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've never, haven't been doxxed. That's not a challenge, but luckily um, I've kind of steered away from the inter TikTok drama um, on purpose. The only person that I put on blast was Pastor Mark Driscoll. And uh, he just blocked me, so that's fine. <laughs> nice. So let's talk about uh, your new podcast, uh, Why I Left the Church. Um, is doing a podcast something you always wanted to do, or did you, like I did, see it as like the natural progression, like the next step in where you were as an online person? I had thought about it, but I also thought that it was kind of a saturated market. So I wasn't necessarily um, looking to do one. I think what was happening is when I started this series on TikTok called Why I Left the Church, Televangelist Edition, you know, all these different editions, it's really hard to talk about nuance and complicated issues in 60 seconds. And I felt like I had a lot more to add to the conversation besides just talking trash about televangelists, which don't get me wrong, is always fun. <laughs> but um, I felt like because I grew up in the church, because I know how to speak their language, because I experienced the hypocrisy firsthand, I could add to the conversation in doing more religious trauma content on TikTok specifically, more and more people kept messaging me of like, thank you. I feel seen. Nobody gets this. And I was like, oh, like people need a place to go. And even today I got a message from somebody who said that their husband left a similar kind of religious environment. She goes, I never really understood. And your podcast is helping me get it. So it's a little daunting. It's <laughs> a lot more work than I thought it would be. But I think it's not only cathartic for me, but it seems to be helpful for other people, which is all that I'm looking to do. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the show. Oh, like I you. absolutely love it. Um, 
I love my intro song. That's my favorite part <laughs> of the whole thing. I, I actually purchased the rights to it. So I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I feel like like that's that's always the most fun is like picking the intro music because you're yes. like, oh, I like this, oh, but I also like this. Yes. Um, the the problem that I ran into was that I found six songs that I just equally loved. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to have to make new shows so I can use these. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like a logical solution and I see you've already like branched off, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I wanted something that sounded a little churchy, but also very cheeky. And the song that I found, I'm like, this is perfect. It's also been fun to pick transition music because I'm like, these are so corny, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on the subject of uh, your podcast and, and the church, I want to I wanna jump to um, our listener letter uh, for this week. It comes to us from Alana or Elena. I, I'm, I apologize if I'm butchering your name. Uh, from Minnesota, thank you for listening. I, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate uh, you listening to the show also. Uh, she would like to know if you ever foresee a time that um, the evangelicals will not be entrenched in conservative politics? Wow, that is a very interesting question. And I think the answer is no, quite frankly, Um, because the modern evangelical church is structured as like, it's structured like a business. And the conservative politicians in the church are mutually beneficial to each other. I think, unfortunately, the the tax laws around 501c3 nonprofits are very complicated and very nuanced. And because of the last administration, there are still holes in the IRS. And so churches can just get away with anything still um, because Biden's got a plenty to focus on right now. It's, um, I think it's just a money-making machine for them. And because they can get away with so much from the pulpit, because the only thing that's very crystal clear about 501c3 laws. A 501c3 is a nonprofit for people who don't know what that is. A nonprofit doesn't have to pay certain taxes. So the one thing that is crystal clear is they can't promote a political candidate, but that doesn't mean that they can't bring people in from the campaign to talk about certain things and toe that line very carefully. That doesn't mean that they can't have somebody come in and yell from the pulpit, let's go Brandon. So it's, you know, I, I think it's, um, I don't ever see the evangelical church fully walking away from that. I see the evangelical church breaking off and rebranding and possibly becoming something better. That's my hope, but it's been the same since the seventies. So I don't see it changing anytime soon. Um, do you think that taxing churches would pull back some of the involvement? 100%. I think when you start messing with people's money, that's when they start paying attention. Um, I mean, (laughs) you look at, this has nothing to do with the church, but you look at when um, certain states refuse to enact laws mandating seatbelts. 
the only way that the government got those states to mandate seatbelts in cars um, was to threaten to take money away from their highway systems. So when you mess with somebody's money, they're going to actually do something about it. I think that's one of the reasons why Joel Osteen's church is so popular and so successful is because he can claim he doesn't take a salary from the church, which he doesn't, but he uses the church as a shell company because he's figured out a way to skirt the system. If they were to actually go after him and tax his church like a business, which is what he's actually using it for, I guarantee you things would change 100%. Um, now kind of switching uh, focus recently, uh, it has come out that there is a new COVID variant, the Yay. Omicron variant. Um, it originally, they said that it was from South Africa, but now it has since come out that um, it was in, in Europe first. Um, there's, the Biden administration has instituted uh, travel bans to those countries that are severely affected by it. Um, do you foresee lockdowns in our future? I think it's too early to tell. I think, first of all, I think all of the agencies that are involved in making regulations around COVID need to come together at one table and just come up with one set of rules. I, I am not against vaccines. I actually just got my booster two days ago and I will do what they tell me to do to keep myself and others safe. 100%, I believe in science. But I'm, and I understand this is an ever-changing thing because it is so new, but I feel like the messaging is so reactive and that's what's causing this mass panic of, oh, there's a new variant. We're going to have lockdowns. Let's riot because we're not going back inside. Okay. No, I think it's way too early to tell. Um, I think it's interesting that they highlighted South Africa considering that less than 10% of their population is vaccinated. Um, so it's not surprising that a new variant is spiking there, unfortunately. I think travel bans, I think we have to do whatever we have to do to get the hell out of this. Like I am, I think everybody's just really sick of it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I hope not because that was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, traffic I, was great, but- right. Um, I don't want to deal with that again. I just, I, I don't know that I would, I would make it through another like six months of, you know, every video on my TikTok FYP being banana bread or sourdough. Yes. I just, I, I'm over it. Like I, I, we all made the best of it, right? Well, some of us did better than others, but it's just like, I, and I also think it would, you know, I, I, I think the economy is finally starting to come back a little bit. I think it would um, behoove us to find a better way to protect each other than just shutting it all down again. But Germany just shut down again, didn't they? Yeah, I, I feel like they, um, I feel like I read a story where like some conservative media outlet said that um they had canceled christmas or some shit like, <laughs> of course just, they did. <laughs> just like full just went into like full-on war on christmas mode um you know well, yeah because, it's almost december 1st 
<laughs> like, God, we can't do it. You know, they can't do it here because, you know, our, our president is a Catholic, but you know, Oh, Oh, Germany shut down right after, right after Thanksgiving that they don't celebrate. So let's, they've canceled Christmas. Which cracks me up because the latest episode that's coming out tomorrow is called the war on Christmas. (laughs) I, so thank you for the perfect segue. Um, But the, the thing that's, cracks me up the most is do you know who originally canceled christmas for almost 200 years it was the puritans they canceled their own holiday <laughs> so okay <laughs> i mean god pun intended speaking speaking of the christmas stuff um photos of the white house christmas decor are out have you seen them I have. They are beautiful. It is. It is certainly a a nice change from uh, what we saw with the previous uh, family. But it's it's interesting to me that now that the former guy and his his wife are out of the White House, I've seen a lot on Twitter of people who are now coming out and saying. Oh well, well, her Christmas decorations weren't that bad, and I'm like, are, are, are we doing this? It was straight up American Horror Story, like those red trees. It was terrifying. But like, why are we? See, and this is what drives me crazy: is the first lady is not ever seen for her intellect or her accomplishments. It's how well can she pick out china, decorate for Christmas, and you know, all the other things. And, and what, what is she wearing today? Stop. Although I think, you know, the former first lady could have done a better job, obviously. And the trees were terrifying. Like, I'm pretty sure they were people that were trapped <laughs> in those godforsaken things. But yeah, I'm not surprised because people just, I don't know, they have to have something. They have to have something to polarize. Yeah, and it's it's to to the point that you brought up that like the the first ladies are are never seen for like their their intellect. Um, it reminds me of when there was the conservative meltdown over um, first lady Doctor Jill Biden being referred to as doctor. Yeah, because she has a PhD and not. A medical license yeah. still makes you a doctor. I mean, it's like you go to the Smithsonian. I, I don't know if they've removed it now or not, but it's one of the Smithsonian's on the lawn um, in DC. And it has, you know, you have information about the presidents and all this other stuff. And then the whole exhibit about the first ladies, just their dresses, just their dresses. I walked in there. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Anyways. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could see like an exhibit like that working in like the Museum of Fashion or right. like you know, at MoMA or yeah, I don't know. I feel Something. like or not MoMA. What's the uh, CIA? Is that the 
art school in DC. Let's see, I'm terrible at this. I don't know. I, I think so. My clothes are from the thrift store. I don't know. <laughs> So out of, out of my own uh, curiosity, uh, have you ever considered running for office? Uh, I have, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I've had a lot of people ask me that question and I think I would have an interesting, very relatable platform, but I just don't know if I have the stomach for it. And I don't want that space to change who I am becoming through my deconstruction and through, I mean, I used to be a member of the GOP flat out, used to be a Republican, yada, yada. And I've seen what politics do to people. And I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. And I'm also getting a little old, so. I mean... There's, there's no real set age. Um, <laughs> and I have an arts degree, so. <laughs> in, in, a, in a perfect world, if you could primary one elected official, who, who, would, who would you pick? Doesn't geographics don't matter? Nope. Ooh, definitely Lauren Boebert. 100 percent because i think marjorie taylor green is gonna lose regardless because she ran unopposed last time and there are so many people that are hell-bent on getting her out but lauren is very she's a tricky case because she thinks she's smart and she's in the pocket of a lot of powerful people i mean she was basically chosen to run she has no qualifications but she would be so fun to run against I, I, I would, I would pay good money to see that. Like I would, I, I would cash out my 401k for that. Yes. And it, I wouldn't even have to run a smear campaign because you're not smearing someone when you're literally using their words. <laughs> right. Right. I, I would run her political ads. Yes. And just, just like TikTok green screen myself in front of them going. Right. This. Right. I could literally run the whole campaign through TikTok. <laughs> right. Flowers is doing. <laughs> um, I, I feel like because of redistricting, Bobert's having to run in like a dem like plus 15 district now. She's she's running against shit. I can't think of his name. Um but she's having to run against an incumbent right now. <laughs> that's amazing. And I think, honestly, I don't think she wants to get reelected. I think that's the crazy thing. I think she wants to lose so she can go be a mouthpiece on like OAN or something, which great. She's an adorable little mouse person that should go like find an echo chamber and live in it. But yeah, she would just be so fun to destroy politically. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm not a mean person I just don't like her yeah I mean I I feel like you could you could run an entire ad campaign of this is what your tax dollars paid for with the videos of her going to the border with the cardboard cutouts right right and beyond that misappropriating funds and her 
you know, I wouldn't even have to talk about her criminal history or her husband's criminal history because it's not even applicable to her political career. Nobody really cares about that anyways, because everybody knows. But yeah, I mean, and her most recent stunt with Ilhan Omar, I mean, come on, man, come on. Yeah, like I saw I saw a tweet the other day. Um, somebody said that Lauren Boebert had been arrested more times than Tupac. And I was like, holy shit. That's, I mean, that's a campaign ad, right? That's right. Free. I mean, and it's, and it's always for like, privileged reasons like she just didn't show up just didn't want to show up yeah wild wild she is a special kind of evil that's for sure yeah god so we have now come to the patreon portion of the show oh um so we're going to play a little game Um, It is the random question game. Uh, Some of these questions were um, sent to me by people on the internet. Some of them I found, so on and so forth. Are you ready to play? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Question number one. What is the most random thing on your bucket list? Riding in a hot air balloon. Okay. 100%. I'm obsessed with them. But they're, and, and they have a lot of them where I live, but they're so expensive to go up in one. So I just need somebody to drop me like five hundo so I can just go up for like 30 minutes. And I mean, it's stupid, but yeah, number hundred <laughs> percent. See, I've got to like, I'm, I'm terrified of heights, so I can't, I can't, I just like. See, and it had, it, it wasn't until like right the second I realized like you're in the middle of the sky in a basket. <laughs> Like, I think I've romanticized the idea until right this moment and had like a mini like, oh, but I think it would still be cool to do before I die for sure. I mean, I feel like as long as it's like anchored, you should be okay. <laughs> but it's a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> They're not anchored. Go to karaoke song. Oh, mm, mm. God, I love karaoke. So fun fact, I have a degree in music. Um. I would probably say, oh man, I don't even, oh, what is my go-to karaoke song? I really love singing musical theater songs, um, but nobody ever likes those. So I would probably go with like Sweet Caroline, which is like the whitest thing I can say right now. <laughs> it's like the white anthem, right? And I, I'm not even fully white, but yeah, it, it just probably, why it's- not? It's good for the the crowd participation with the bop bop bop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it, I am here for the people, so I guess. And I feel like we should normalize doing more musical theater for karaoke. Thank you. Every time I get up there, people are like, "Ugh!" Come on, <laughs> man, you'll like it. I swear. <laughs> but I also feel like that you know with more of these like um like rock star and pop star musicals being made that like there's that's kind of opening the door to that yeah and it's funny you say that because when that first started happening I was like this is a disgrace 
And then I'm like, no, this is a way to get people excited about musical theater. And then once you're introduced this way, then you can go a little further and a little further and then you end up at Sondheim and then you're in the happy place. So may he rest in peace. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's a really, it's a cool way to start. And like all of the musical theater lives they're doing on TV now, I think that's really cool. Yeah. What is the most terrible thing that you've watched all the way through on streaming or TV? Oh man, that's a great question. Streaming or all the way through? I recently watched a movie that was really bad, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh God. This is a hard question because I kind of watch the same things over and over, which it's basically like Dexter and New Girl, um, which I know are polar opposite of each other, but that's judge me, uh... that's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, God. This is so hard. Why can't I think of anything? Hang on. Well, no. Mm. Oh, I recently, what did I just see? That was like, oh, I feel so bad that you're going to have to cut all this out. Oh, was it? What was it? What was it? Go to, can we go to the next question and then come back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have your own late night talk show. Dead or alive, who is the first guest? Oh. Dead or alive, my first guest. God, this is hard. Okay, I would probably say, mm, you know what? And I don't know why this came into my head, but it would probably be a televangelist just because I would love to like pin them to a conversation without them having a chance to leave. So it would probably be like a Jerry Falwell. Right on. Yeah. Super uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) What is the greatest Disney film of all time? Oh, God. Um, Probably. Oh, I just saw Luca and that was really sweet. But I wouldn't say the greatest of all time. I would honestly say the greatest of all time personally and I feel like I can say this with confidence because I used to work at Disney um would be Princess and the Frog oh fantastic answer yeah the music the animation everything about it I was like holy crap they have outdone themselves yeah do you have an unusual celebrity crush like somebody when you bring it up people are like what the fuck is wrong with you yes Okay, his name is James Frame. And he was in, did you ever watch the movie um, Where the Heart Is with Nick, uh, Natalie Portman where she has a baby in Walmart? Yes, 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 okay. Yeah, so the guy she ends up with that works with a library, or works at the library that's super nerdy. So in real life, he is British and a um, famous Shakespearean actor in London. I don't know what it is. He's got like cartoon face. Literally, he looks like a cartoon, but I'm just like, oh man, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Every time I see 
see him, I'm like, hello, James. <laughs> um, bra, always on or only when you have to? Only when you have to. Come on, man. <laughs> you would you would be surprised at the number of always on that really? I've gotten. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what you're working with. Um, if you could have an entire movie theater to yourself and you could watch any film in the entire world, what would you pick? Goodfellas. Ooh, nice. Favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Gigantic plate of pasta and a bottle of wine. I love that. Yeah. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Yeah. not prepared for that question <laughs> who, who how else would you wash them i some people don't okay no judgment what is one sport that you would most like to compete in at the olympics volleyball i always wanted to play volleyball but i'm too short i'm only five four so I played softball instead. <laughs> nice. If they were making a biopic about your life, God, who would play you? Oh, um, who would play me, or who would I want to play me? Either one. Okay. Um, it, I don't, I, this is always a hard question because I think I would want it to be, like, um, what's her name? Shaylee Wood, whatever. Oh yeah. Shailene Woodley. Yeah. And only because like, I think she's really good at character acting. I recently saw her in a movie letters from my lover, I think is what it's called. Um, so she's really good at switching. I don't know either her or, I mean, she's obviously too young, but I don't know who else. I don't know. I don't know who else would be able to imitate my crazy. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Nude beach or not a chance. Not a chance. I don't judge. It's just not for me. <laughs> okay. What is Whitney Houston's best song? Um, why is my brain blinking? Let me see. I'm literally pulling up my Spotify because I can't think of her songs because... Okay, here we go. Um, probably. Uh, um, what was the one from Preacher's Wife? I believe in you and me. I really like that one. That's that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. You know, I know it's not a power ballad, and that's what she's kind of known for. But it's just like, oh. One. that is that is a fantastic song so do you want to circle back to the question that you had trouble with or would you like a new one uh 
Give me a new one. Cause I okay. can't, I don't, I can't think of it. And it was, it was, Oh, Oh, I know. I know. I know. Okay. It was a movie. It was so bad. Okay. But what was it called? It was about, <laughs> it was about <laughs> a guy who got kidnapped, I think. And this other guy turned him into a human walrus. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Let me look it up. Uh, literally Googling human walrus video. And I am now probably on all kinds of lists. <laughs> um, let me see. Tusk. It's called Tusk. Okay. It's so horrible. And it has like some legit actors and it. it has Justin Long in it. He's the oh, main wow. guy turns into the walrus. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't do it. I mean, maybe watch the preview just so you can like get the idea, but never. Why? Justin, come on. <laughs> I want to, he's got a podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to email him and see and <laughs> be like, Justin, what the hell, man? Yeah. It came out in 2014. Oh, wow. So now, Duchess Prem. Yes. Tell us a secret. A secret. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I already talked about my teeth on TikTok, so that's not really a secret. <laughs> um, I guess it's got to be good, not something like I hate the color yellow. That's not fun. That's a good secret. I had somebody whose secret was that they've never had a cup of coffee. What? Yeah. I was like, what, what, what do you, what do you mean? Like, how do you, how do you function? <laughs> Literally have my travel mug with me. I mean, okay. That's cool. Um, my secret would be. I mean, I guess I've, it's not really a secret though. That's not fun. Um, I've never been to Canada. Okay. I feel like that's lame. I feel like I could do better. I feel like I could do better. Okay. What else you got? Um, Oh, here's a fun. It's not, well, it's not a secret either. Just something I haven't told everybody online. That'll work too. Okay. I once sang with Vanessa Williams and the Beach Boys, and that's not supposed to be a flex. It's just the thing. It's the thing that happened a long time ago. I love Vanessa Williams so much. I didn't really get to know her. It wasn't really one of those situations, but uh, the guy from the Beach Boys, I forget what it, Brian Wilson. Wilson, super drunk that day. Wow. Yeah, it was at a D- Daytona 500 pre-race show. That's oh. how you know you're from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, that'll work. That is a good one. So we have come to the end of the episode. Um, first and foremost, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I have been really excited about this episode. Um, Aww, because you. as I said in the opener, you are literally one of my favorite people. Um, that means 
blush. Thank you. Thank you. No that problem. means a lot. Um, so do you want to tell the listeners uh, where they can hear your podcast, where they can find you on the interwebs if they are so interested? Absolutely. You can find How I Left the Church on Spotify, Apple Music, and Overcast, I think. You can also find it on whyileftthechurch.com. Um, if you go to Instagram, it's why I left the church pod. Otherwise you can find me on TikTok at Duchess Prim, D-U-T-C-H-P-R-I-M. And I will leave all those uh, links and such in the episode description. Um, again, thank you so much. And if you'd ever like to come back to this show or come on one of the other shows, uh, I always have a place for you. Oh, I would love that. Heck yes. And thank you. This was so much fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions on instagram at springbreak83productions don't make this weird as a springbreak83production